Mother Day to the parents. And one of the things that I said to the parents is that what is stunning to me is that if you watch the tape, what they're doing and what they're saying is two different things. They're grabbing him. They got control of him. But they keep saying, give us your hands. Give us your hands. Let's cuff you. They are holding his arms. He's about 140 pounds. There's five of them. They could handcuff him. But what they were trying to do is since they knew they had on body cameras, they were trying to set up a cover-up while they were committing the act. Which means they were doing what they were doing intentionally. How you gonna tell somebody? First of all, they go up to his car, grab him out of the car, and never ever address what is the crime. He said, what did I do? I didn't do nothing. They grab him and start beating him. He runs. Runs for his life. Well, if somebody grabbed you out the car and hit you, and you know what police will do, you'd run too. But even if you try to say he shouldn't have run, you don't beat a man to death. And on a man that you know was no threat to you, there's no excuse for what happened to this young man. The problem is that if they did it to Nichols, they've been doing it all along, maybe they didn't die. And the problem is that with Nichols dying, this has brought it where we're going to deal with it. And I'm telling you, we are going to deal with the death of Nichols. Now, they have what they call the Scorpio, Scorpio unit. And they have these special units in several cities. Now, if the units are set up to deal with especially egregious crimes, then why are you dealing with an alleged traffic violation in the first place? Special unit don't deal with speeding. But then the police chief said that they've looked at the tapes, they can't even find evidence of him recklessly driving. So you just arbitrarily decide you're going to pull this guy over and start dealing with this? Then none of the police, and none of them that even arrived, acted as though they were even in any way, shape, or form questioning them. They start piling on. I'm glad you got them. Cheering them on. Every one of them need to face the bar of justice. And I watched as this boy begged for his life. All I want to do is go home. I got a call last night from Falonis Floyd, George Boyd's, Floyd's brother. And he said, the Rev, I can't hardly sleep. 
Because as I watched the tape of Nichols saying, calling on his mother, it reminded me of when George was laying there on the ground with the knee on his neck, calling for his mother. Something about when you get to that state where you somewhere between life and death, the only thing you had, the only comfort, the only refuge, the only strength you had was to call on the black woman that helped and nursed you through. And despite the fact that this mother had to deal with the pain of a son beat to a pulp and dying three days later, she stood up there yesterday and said that I'm praying for these officers. She showed a mercy that was not extended to her. She called for peace. Let me tell you something. We are going to continue protesting. But we're going to do it nonviolently as we always have done. Right. Anybody that engages in violence are helping the police get away with what they did. Because what they want to do is see violence so they can say, see, this is why the police had to do what they did. You see how out of control they are. Don't play into the narrative that will end up helping them defend what they did. They're going to have some provocateurs that's going to try to get in our marches and in our protests. Sit them down. Tell them, no, not here. We're going to respect what this family has asked for and the strategy of the lawyers, and we are going forward and be as fervent and passionate as we can. We are not going to stop being angry, but we're not going into violence. The people talking to me, are they remember, is it going to be violence? There was already violence. That's right. yeah, yeah. If it wasn't violence, we wouldn't be having a funeral Wednesday morning. The violence was done by the police, not by the protesters. So Wednesday morning, we're having the funeral at the Mississippi Boulevard Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. The pastor of the church, Reverend Turner, is the secretary to the National Board of National Action Network. And we helped to get him to have the church open. Uh -huh. I will be doing the eulogy. And one of the things, I'll tell you two things before I do the eulogy. One is that we need to examine and break down all these special units across this country. We need to stop empowering these units that are undefined and feel like they can do whatever they want to do. Secondly, we talked to Senator Cory Booker last night. We need to bring back and reintroduce 
the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Why am I saying that is because in that act, which we only missed by a few votes, it would end qualified immunity corner, yes. where police would know they can be sued for their actions. Why would that be effective, Reverend Al? Because if a policeman understood that he could be personally liable, or she could be personally liable, they would behave differently. Their wife would tell them in the morning, now be careful, even if you get angry, because we can lose the house. And we can lose the car if you go up there cutting up. When police feel they have no skin in the game, they'll act any kind of way they want. Well, we, we, there are few people that work anywhere that they are not personally liable. So what makes them different? And they should not be able to control their body cameras. That George Floyd bill, had it been law, might have made some of these police think twice. This U.S. Senate and this Congress needs to deal with these civil rights issues of these times. And that is the George Floyd Bill and the Policing Act. And we will come out of Memphis and fight like we never fought before to pass federal policing law.